0: Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Barely Bookish podcast. I am just so excited because this is officially the one year anniversary of the very first episode coming out. And I honestly, I don't know, I don't, I just, I don't really have anything to say about that, but I'm just so excited that we got here and that uh, I have all you lovely listeners who continue to support the show. But yeah, it's uh, Barely Bookish is one year old today it's a little birthday it's a, uh, yeah i i'm just really excited i know that like maybe i should just have like a little party or something to like commemorate it i don't know what i'm gonna do but i'm just <laughs> i don't know it's crazy to think that i've been doing this for a full year already and i'm just so happy for everyone that's hung out and stuck with me and you know taking the time to listen to this podcast and find something else you know you enjoy but today we're gonna to be continuing to talk about the Odyssey with Jade um, I'm sure you guys are I really hope you guys are liking it as much as I am and I really can't wait to talk about it more but without further ado let's get into the episode <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Barely Bookish podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the Odyssey once again with Jade from About a Book Podcast. Hi, everyone. I am very excited to get back into the Odyssey. We finally get more of our boy Odysseus. We get some more trials and tribulations, and we finally get to hear his entire backstory of everything that happened while, uh, you know, we star swiped over post trojan war we get to finally see what actually happened in the trojan war which was not discussed in the iliad no
1: yeah these books are my i think these are some of my favorite in the whole book because um yeah bridges that gap from like where the iliad leaves off to like now and like all the places he went and it also features the cyclops which is like one of my favorite parts of the book so this should be a good recording
0: Yeah, I am excited because I like that it describes everything very much in detail, where I feel like a lot of books, when they have their flashbacks, everything is like, I don't want to say like romanticized, but I feel like there's just not enough detail. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, oh, yeah. And so like, basically had this been like a lot of other books, it would have just been, and then we all hid in a, uh, you know, wooden horse and raided the kingdom. Whereas this one's like, Uh, all of them gathered into this wooden horse, Athena herself had guided them. And it's like all these details. wanted.
1: Like sometimes flashbacks are just used like as an author to add in little bits of information that Mm -hmm. like they forgot to tell you or they didn't tell you yet. Whereas this, it's actually like, seems like a good storytelling technique. If you get Mm -hmm. me. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. And I do like it where it's like, at the end of it, it'll just be like odysseus said to the gathering party you know what i mean <laughs> i think that's kind of funny to me where it's like they also use um the bard or like poets to describe yeah. a lot of things too like we finally get filled in about achilles's death and things like that but we'll get to it when we get there we'll talk about it more but i just wanted to like you
1: know. yeah get you excited that. to listen to this
0: yeah that lovely cold open right so we start with book five from the goddess to the storm so all the gods are sitting down to chat um i just every time we get a god scene i love it okay i think that's yeah. the most fun to me
1: i just imagine them sitting up there with like their coffee just kind of like gossiping you know what i mean when they to be working you know like a break room and work or something
0: see i imagine them in like a board room
1: mm, yeah
0: like and then official. <laughs> i know i think like but it's, like, a cozy boardroom, like, at one of those, like, tech startups, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's, like, it's still a boardroom, but there's, like, weird beanbag chairs in the corner yeah. that no one really sits in.
1: Yeah, like Google, where there's, like, a slide into the office and stuff.
0: Yeah. You just slide into the boardroom and you're like, hey, what's up, guys? My name is Hermes, you know? <laughs> but they don't have bad coffee. They just have really good coffee to the point where it's, like, how is our company affording this good of coffee? Yeah. where are budget cuts coming from (laughs) so Athena's like takes the helm and she's like hey guys I'm really nervous that Odysseus is still stuck with Calypso and then we get Athena summarizing everything that's gone on Uh, to Zeus and it's like hey just so you know all the suitors are plotting to kill Telemachus and Zeus is like hey just like make sure they don't so simple (laughs) And then Zeus tells Hermes, and he's like, hey, go get Calypso, tell her that she needs to free Odysseus, and then uh, let him drift for 20 days before he comes, (laughs) Uh, then he can come home richer than he was before. I love the specification of 20 days specifically.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like Odysseus is just such. I know, like in these like books, the humans are just pawns to the gods, but like mm-hmm. all the gods are just talking about like Odysseus, like this one guy. They have a whole universe full of people, mm-hmm. but they're just spending all their time on Odysseus. I love it. It's My so favorite petty. thing is
0: it's like basically this is like a TV show to them, and they're like, we need a filler episode. Otherwise, this season isn't going to be long <laughs> enough. So, what can we do? We need. How about we have Odysseus just like. Drifting drifting for 20 days like that'll be a good filler episode and they're like man zeus this is why you're the executive producer this is a wonderful (laughs) idea so calypso has an absolutely beautiful island no wonder she got odysseus to stay there for seven years um against his will because this island beautiful full of like lush plant life some sort of beautiful tropical island like Mm. go calypso
1: I always imagine Calypso to be like really hot and just kind of like, Mm -hmm. you know, the girl that like has everything, but she just like can't get like a steady lover, you know, and Mm -hmm. she's like, I have everything, like I'm beautiful, got this gorgeous island, like I'm literally Mm -hmm. a goddess yeah i can't get somebody
0: (laughs) i imagine calypso to just be one of those people that's like all of that yes and also has like a book of the month membership you know what i mean so like she always has something to do she has like a beautiful kindle that never seems to die and Mm -hmm. somehow has kindle unlimited and the best bars in the entire like nation okay in the whole world she has the best internet we don't know how Um, And then, like, just doesn't ever find a man. But she's, like, the nicest soul. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: and she just has all the hobbies. She's just... Yeah, it just makes no sense. And then she meets Odysseus. But then, as we know, he gets taken away from her.
0: I just... I want to imagine that she just lives her best life all the time. And she can do no wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Calypso (laughs) stan.
1: Yeah, I agree. She's one of my favorites. I actually love pretty much all of the goddesses in this book. Mm -hmm probably a bit biased but yeah just considering we had like such a lack of like good female characters in the Iliad
0: mm-hmm. yeah. I know like I love Cersei and I know they're like but like listeners can would be like but Rachel she turned men into pigs and I'd be like but I mean they did invade her island exactly so and as we have seen these men keep trying to make their host give them gifts because apparently they think they deserve them. So uh, who is also inconsiderate? Pigs. <laughs> I see no wrong. I really don't. I agree. Justice for Cersei. Yeah, truly. I can't wait to read Cersei. Uh, I'm I've ready at You Really?
1: No, yeah, I'm ready. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, I'm going to be doing that for a Patreon episode. So I'm very excited. So... Uh Hermes goes and tells Calypso uh she wants her to send Odysse. Uh he wants her to send Odysseus home, and she is not happy about this. She's like, Ah, uh, you guys, all of the men in our lives get everything. Like, literally, she goes full on. She's like, Zeus can steal people away, no one bats an eye. But the second Demeter stole someone away, Zeus came down and like rained like fire down on everybody. She's like, I steal one man one man and you all get mad at me she's like you guys can do whatever you want but as soon as a woman does it and i was like yes 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 calypso like i love this
1: because i feel like this is like homer you know maybe Mm -hmm. this is a bit of a stretch maybe i'm giving him too much credit but i feel like this is like a little speech kind of like talking about like society at the time because like Mm -hmm. as we saw from like the iliad and like the troy movie women just like the double standards you know and like the mm-hmm. hypocrisy so I feel like this is Homer like calling it everybody or maybe it's just clips and so maybe he just wanted to make her seem argumentative I don't know
0: but I feel like too I, ner- I don't want to give Homer too much credit because he's a man and <laughs> you know like he wrote all of his male characters very much in the way he did uh yeah so, I don't want to give him too much credit because I'm worried that, like, he wrote this whole scene. And he'd be like, uh, Isn't she silly for thinking yeah. women? You know, that's what I'm worried about. But I think I love Calypso for this because I'm like, Yes, Calypso, there is injustice even in the deities. So, let's talk about it. Let's unpack this for a moment. Like, why can Zeus have, like, 1800 mortal women at his beck and call. <laughs> and then the second that, like, Hera even glances at someone, Zeus is like, Let me just smite them down. Yeah, ah, just, yeah, no, let me just smite them down. Where's the fairness? Non existent, honestly. Justice mm-hmm. for Calypso. Justice for Calypso. Like, they put her on an entire island completely by herself. And I was like, Ah, she'll be fine with that. Eh, they see no problems. Like, Cersei and Calypso should bond together in a friendship because of the fact that they both got like stranded on islands with no other person to ever interact with. They can't seem to leave their islands. So, like, no wonder they would try and trap men. Yeah. Cause like they they're they themselves are trapped.
1: Exactly. That's deep.
0: That's deep. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Have you oh. um done the Aeneid? Mm-mm. That's like the third. It's kind of like um almost like a a Wattpad version of the Iliad, mm-hmm. and there's another character in that. She's like the queen of Thebes, and she's really cool. But she's kind of like um she's kind of like calypso and the fact that like you know she has everything she's like the best leader ever best queen but then she like can't get a man and then she gets like Aeneas, and then yeah he gets taken away from her and stuff but she's a similar character to calypso in my mind so
0: okay so after all that Calypso is like okay fine i'm gonna send it to home because i'm kind of tired of him crying all the time which girls same <laughs> like I, it makes sense i get it like if you're gonna take a lover to your bed you don't want the one that cries constantly about his wife um like don't of, cry about your exes.
1: It kind of reminds me of that episode of Friends. Um I don't know if you've seen it but it's like Rachel has like this guy and he seems very like unemotional and he like mm. never opens up and then she gets him to open up and he just like won't stop crying and she like wants to dump him. Yeah. <laughs> it's very like I
0: this. Mean, I I mean I kind of feel for her. Like I get it. Like that would not be great. Yeah. If, so essentially because basically in calypso's mind this is his ex yeah exactly. so it's like imagine it's like one of those you know you, you always hear about your friends when they go on their first date and they're like all he did the entire time was talk about his ex like that's what i feel like calypso's going through her mind right now
1: and this is like 10 years after the trojan war so it's been like mm-hmm. 10 years since he saw yeah. her and he's still talking about her you know so from her yeah. perspective i'd be annoyed too
0: plus like with calypso she's literally talks about how she's like you understand that one i'm immortal and two i'm way prettier than your wife could ever be like not literally i'm literally
1: a goddess yeah
0: and odysseus is like yeah but i still want my wife and eclipse is like whatever at this point okay i'm gonna send you home and then another thing is odysseus is like okay cool let me sleep with you one last time like odysseus is sleeping his way through greece at this point
1: I wonder if he's... Like, he definitely has kids scattered all around, like...
0: Yeah. He has so many, probably, like, demigod kids at this point. Like, Telemachus is gonna now be the weak weakling of his kids. There should be
1: a second book where Telemachus goes off in search of all of his siblings.
0: I would read it. <laughs> if someone wants to do a modern-day retelling of Telemachus, like, finding all of his, his like, demigod siblings... I will read it. It sounds great. I'll work on it. <laughs> Amazing. Please, uh, you know, put that in my Instagram. I need to read it. <laughs> Even if you just like write it directly in a DM to me, yes. that would be great. Thank you. <laughs> I want weekly updates. Anyways. <laughs> so after four days of working on a boat, Odysseus is finally like good to go, ready. You know, he's like, we're going to sail. This is going to be great. So apparently, you know, Odysseus sets sail and everyone failed to like let Poseidon in on the fact that they're going to save Odysseus Mm -hmm. and get him out of here. So Poseidon is like been at this party for like a month now. And then he looks out and he's like, oh, Odysseus is sailing home. Mm, No. And then decides to just destroy his raft. Yeah. On a whim.
1: Why not? Why not? So little effort for him, as a god to see. Yeah, he's like, yeah, you know.
0: I I put a poll up on Instagram today, and I was like, yeah. who would you rather be mad at? You, Zeus or Poseidon?
1: And I, I guess, am. I'd say Poseidon. People said, "I'm
0: yeah." I'd rather have Poseidon mad at me for sure.
1: Is that what the poll said?
0: No, like most people have voted at uh saying they'd rather uh poseidon be mad at them Mm. because i feel like with zeus being mad at you that seems like a lot more like bad things can happen to you
1: yeah and i feel like since he is like the leader he can Mm -hmm. persuade the other gods to be against you as
0: well yeah plus like you know i'm gonna be honest i breathe a lot more air than i swim (laughs) than i end up swimming in a lot more like a lot less water so um, I would rather the god of air not be too mad at me. That'd be great, thank you, because I need that to survive.
1: For some reason I always imagine Poseidon looking like Zac Afron. Really? <laughs> yeah. I think it's the muscles or something.
0: <laughs> I always imagine him looking like King Triton from Little Mermaid. Yeah. That's in my head. That's what he always looks like. So when you know we had um the Percy Jackson movie. And he looked like just like a normal Fisher dad. I was like, mm, uh, I haven't weird. seen the Percy
1: Jackson movie and I don't want to. Really yeah.
0: Normal. I wouldn't. I mean, I'm really excited for the Percy Jackson TV yeah. show to come out, though. We'll be watching that. Me um, too. Yeah, good. I'm excited for that. But, like, the Percy Jackson movie is not worth your time. But, like, the actor they had for Percy Jackson was really good. Yeah, I like him. Was, yeah.
1: Logan Yeah. Lairman
0: it was weird though that they aged everybody up to being like where they were at the end of the series which i was like why why would we do that anyways <laughs> so you know terrible storm our man odysseus is suffering um and the goddess is like hey you need to like a, one of the sea goddesses comes up and's like hey you need to swim to shore because at this point you're going to die if you try and stay on this raft and Odysseus has been he's been burned uh quite a few times at this point and he's like you know what I am not going to do that until this raft falls apart and as soon as he thinks this the raft falls apart and he's like okay (laughs) time to swim (laughs) I love the irony or what is it? No, the comedic timing yeah. in this novel. There's multiple times where he's like, you know, what if I just don't do that? And then immediately, and they're like, here's the repercussions of your thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> so Odysseus makes it to the island and then crawls under bushes to sleep. Which apparently these are the biggest bushes uh, to ever exist because they block off wind, sun, and everything else you could ever want. And they're the size of a full grown man.
1: Hmm.
0: So good for him.
1: Good landscaping.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know who tends these plants, but you know, <laughs> what fertilizer are you using? Send it my way, let me know. So then we have book six, A Princess and Her Laundry. Which oh, I just I like this I one. love this chapter title.
1: Yeah, this is a good chapter.
0: Yeah, these books are superior. Like I love these um sections, like this section so far. So Athena goes and tells the princess of this island that she should do her laundry which i just i love this i love that you know athena is innovative okay she's like <laughs> i'm not gonna tell her to go just hang out on the water because oh keep in mind odysseus is naked he is fully naked at this point Just sleeping
1: in a bush like a hobo mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. fully naked packed with dirt sleeping in a bush
1: And then Athena just appears to the princess Mm. of the island in a dream, disguised as one of her friends. And she's like, go down to the lake and uh, wash your laundry with all your friends. So she agrees. I don't know why I shouldn't just appear as like Athena, because like if a god appeared to me in a dream and told me to do something, Mm. I'd more likely do it than if like a friend in a dream told me you
0: know yeah because you'd be like
1: oh that was a weird dream I had you were in my dream last night you told me to do my laundry you know what I mean but if it was like a goddess you'd be like
0: it's weird to me that too that basically anytime someone has a dream of their friend they have to be like that might have been a god so I should probably just do it (laughs) like it seems like the gods like to hide in other people all the time and then like immediately reveal themselves
1: yeah like surprise got you
0: yeah, they're like, oh, would you believe that mm-hmm. I am this such and such person? Ah, just kidding. I got to that time. It's almost it.
1: like it's just for their own entertainment.
0: Yeah. Honestly, honestly, headcanon. The entire reason they do this is because they are playing characters in a TV show, yeah. basically. <laughs> like, to them, this is reality TV. So they're like, oh, I'm going to cosplay my favorite character today and then go and interact with another character. I like. <laughs>
1: It's like when they have Love Island and they bring in like new characters halfway through just to like spice it up, you know? Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) I still haven't watched Love Island.
1: I don't watch it, but it's really big here.
0: Yeah. I I remember seeing like, I went to the advertising agency in London who is like in charge of Love Island Mm -hmm. and like hyping the show. And everyone's like, oh, it's like, it, it feels like it's the same level of like excitement for love island is like the bachelor here. yeah yeah
1: because yeah. the bachelor isn't shown here but i imagine it's like the same type of hype because i'm yeah. always about with bachelor
0: yeah we finally got love island over here now like people actually watch it here because when i first went into it it was only in um europe mm-hmm. i don't know if it's like where in europe watched it i know it was in london and like england but we didn't have it in the u.s at the time and then like I think it was like two years ago that now they're like yeah love island and a island near you basically
1: anyway that was a very long side tangent oh yeah i was just saying so yeah Mm -hmm. athena appears to her in a dream as her friend tells her to go to the lake and wash her laundry Mm
0: -hmm. so she does she loads up a whole cart and also athena specifically was like hey don't walk into your laundry like walking is for poor people um get a cart and have meals bring it because that'll be way better and you know the princess is like okay heard sounds good and does it so she goes and does like all her laundry and she with brings her friends, her friends too
1: yeah yeah I don't well, know if I have... yeah sorry continue
0: oh i was gonna say like technically they're her slaves which yeah. is kind of messed up but you know it was the time and i will say well i don't like knowing there is slaves i appreciate the fact that they didn't try and gloss over the fact that these are slaves you know what i mean
1: mm-hmm.
0: like i feel like with a lot of modern translations and just like oh you know don't look there these were definitely her friends which
1: yeah in the homer translation like just i don't know who it was translated by but just like the basic one it just says they're friends whereas this one it says it more implies that they're slaves yeah
0: yeah I just I kind of appreciate the fact of not shying away from the realities of the time and like trying to not sugarcoat it even though yeah. I don't love it like I don't like that that was a thing in our history but I also don't want to hide that that was something that happened in our history yeah
1: and I don't know if I imagined it but was she like naked doing her laundry or that is totally
0: I thought so I did definitely 100% think yeah so. I
1: think she is
0: yeah Cause they said like doing their laundry and then they sun themselves on the shore. So I thought they were blind, but everybody's naked. Yeah. Because then they say they took off their head too.
1: Yeah, which is like something you don't need to do if like you were at home or something. So yeah.
0: So I think they were all in the nude. But yeah, they're playing ball and they accidentally wake up Odysseus, and so this man who is fully nude and a stranger. And on an island where they don't give visitors, just walks up and is like, hey. To can the I prin- borrow clothes?
1: Like, yeah, to, to the, the princess, princess. As well. And like, oh, I know that he's like a king as well, but she doesn't know that. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't. He doesn't tell her his name, doesn't like really add anything. And he's just like, walks up fully nude, it's like, hey, can I uh borrow clothes? Or, And so the princess is like okay fine let me go and take a bath because you're smelly and then uh i'll give you some of my brother's clothes because she took everybody's clothes to wash it which honestly good on the princess like at least she didn't just do her own laundry she did everybody's (laughs) laundry like that's nice of her
1: yeah
0: so takes everybody's like takes uh him clothes and loads of back loads everything into the cart again. It's like, all right, let's go home. And I'm gonna drop you off here. And then what you have to do very specifically is walk into the uh royal house and then go seek out my mother, not the king, my mother, which I love. Like it kind of describes how the mother is very much the figurehead in this society, yeah. which we haven't seen that up until this point. Like it didn't seem like any of the queens in any of the kingdoms we had heard, in the Iliad specifically, or in this so far. Like, it didn't seem like their queens did anything. So I like that this queen is very much a take charge.
1: True, true. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure really if it... I can't remember if it came through in this translation, but when Mm -hmm. I read before, it kind of implied that, like, the princess was, like, in love with Odysseus as well.
0: Yeah. It, It, like, said something in this one, how she, like, if he didn't want to go home she would love to marry a guy like him and I was like okay (laughs) she's like
1: oh my god this is gonna be so cute we can tell our we can tell our grandkids that like we met when you were sleeping in a bush naked and I was like cleaning my laundry naked like it's so cute like come home meet my mom and dad like stay
0: the worst part is I'm imagining her like pretty young and Mm -hmm. he's probably like 50 at this point like yeah
1: I imagine her, like, 18 or younger, probably.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. So I'm like, you.
1: Yeah. But the Phoenicians are great. They're, like, known as, like, the kindest people in the book. Um, mm-hmm. Because they have really good zenya, which is, like, the, like, gift-giving custom there. So that's mm-hmm. why, like, you know, he came, like, normally if someone came to you, like, naked and, like, looking all dirty and stuff, asking you for clothes, you'd probably be like, well, maybe I'm just mean, but I'd be a bit, like, freaked out, like no but she's like oh yeah sure like come to my palace and blah 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 blah. that's all because of like this virtue of Xenia that like the person Mm -hmm. you help might be a god or something yeah but um yeah that was some of my school (laughs) notes coming in there but yeah that's just why she was so hospitable so yeah Yeah, I I probably fancied him too
0: that too but I also think it's funny that like Athena was like hey let's make sure for sure She wants to help him and like makes him look more buff and prettier and like makes his hair look all nice. I love that so (laughs) much. She's like this way. They're really going to want to help him. They think he's hot. That's amazing. Like Athena, listen, help a girl out. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So then we are on to book seven, A Magical Kingdom. Honestly, every island they describe is a place I want to go to honestly
1: like, yeah
0: to be on an island away from people wonderful es-
1: especially the island of the lotus Cedars, which we'll talk about later but that sounds really nice
0: i was <laughs> a honestly <weed>
1: island <laughs> thought that we were taught in school that it was like a weed island
0: really (laughs) that's funny i love that i was thinking about cersei's island in which she tamed like everybody like she tamed all the wolves and lions of her island and now they just like act like dogs i'm like that sounds wonderful yeah it's
1: a little little petting zoo and you go there just forget about the fact that all the animals are actually like men and just you know enjoy just a little trip to the zoo
0: (laughs) you know honestly it'd be like that i guess like (laughs) I can't wait to read Cersei because I want to know more about this man yeah. animal island.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm really excited for that. That's actually on my list. My birthday is coming up in September. So I need to add that to my birthday list. And someone asked me, yes. like, I don't know if that's like you, but if someone asks me what I want for my birthday, I just automatically like forget everything I ever desired. So I'm going to start taking notes little things because I like, especially people like my dad, like he would have no clue what to get me so I want to like help him by giving him something so yeah I should remember that
0: but. yeah I have a whole Amazon list of books that I want so that I never forget because otherwise it's like I see someone's like hey what do you want for your birthday I'm like ooh I have no idea yeah <laughs> so Athena dis- uh, disguises herself once again and takes Odysseus to the king's house like I love Athena just constantly showing up in like Telemachus and Odysseus's lives and being like oh yeah totally not the goddess whatever anyways uh let's uh just go to the exact place you need to be okay weird don't say a word though okay thanks
1: i feel like athena is the type of mom that just like you know that mom that just does everything for their kid like completely Mm -hmm. babies them that's Mm -hmm.
0: her (laughs) yeah exactly because my favorite thing is like to make sure that he never gets spoken to she's like i'll just put a cloud of mist around him and then he will have no problem getting through the entire island. This is a good idea. And I just, I love it. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. Like, total helicopter parent, though. Yeah. So Odysseus, you know, goes into the royal house and then throws himself at the queen's foot. And everyone's shocked because, remember, Athena completely clouded him. So this man basically appeared out of nowhere And just threw himself at the queen's knee. And everyone's like, Whoa, okay, hello. What are you doing? (laughs) So everyone decides to help. And then, you know, they have like this big little celebration. They're like, Oh, this is great. You're here. Cool. Okay, yeah, totally will help. Um, and then the queen like looks at his clothes and it's like, Um, I made those. Like, how'd you even (laughs) get that? Like, where is that from? So Odysseus' like, Okay. Basically, what happened is that, you know, I met up with your daughter. Um, I was fully in the nude. Don't worry about it. Uh, And then, you know, she was really nice and gave me clothes. And they're like, oh, why didn't you, you know, ride in with our daughter? Like, why did you just come and he's like, Oh, you know, and he's trying not to like rat out the daughter. He's like, I didn't want to embarrass myself. So I was like, Hey, could you please drop me off and I will just walk in on my own. And they're like, Oh yeah, yeah. that, That makes sense. And like the fact that Odysseus is just straight up covering for the daughter at this point is my favorite because like, you know, Had Odysseus ridden in, it would have been leaked that the daughter was in the nude and Odysseus saw her. Like, it would have been this whole thing. And so he's basically fully covering for the daughter's um, whatever, Uh, the daughter's modesty, I guess. Yeah, modesty. I love that. Like, what a king.
1: Literally, what a king. (laughs)
0: and then so they make Odysseus's really nice porch bed and I was like can I if there's no absolutely none uh mosquitoes I would love this idea yeah like oh sounds beautiful
1: yeah that's like in where the crawdads sing as well she's a porch bed mm -hmm. as well and that's like my first thought I was like the mosquitoes the insects like
0: yeah Plus, we have, like, a lot of, like, mosquitoes and flies here in Florida. Like, that would be gross. But if I could somehow... I guess, like, if they had, like, a screened-in porch or something, that'd be nice. Yeah.
1: But, you know, considering that he spent, like, 10 years in the war and then, like, Mm -hmm. another 10 years on an island, I'm sure he doesn't mind some creepy crawlies.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Plus, like, at least they gave him a bed. Like, it doesn't seem, like because this island doesn't get any visitors they wouldn't have like a guest room Mm -hmm. so it makes sense yeah true because i feel like most other palaces have guest rooms but you know they specifically state that this island has never really been visited so it makes sense Mm -hmm. so then we are on to book eight the song of a poet so athena's going around just straight up hyping him up and I think that's hilarious. She's like, "This new guy is so cool. Like, we should all be him. That's great." <laughs> and what a hype woman! Gotta love her. So, I know I love Athena so much. So they don't know Odysseus's name at all, um, but they have the bard singing about the Trojan War <laughs> right now, and I was dying.
1: Yeah, I mean, Odysseus. I think he like requests the the bard to sing that song about the trojan oh yeah War. i think you're right
0: yeah yeah and then... oh no they this the first one he just started singing about the next one he requests them to sing if he knows anything about the trojan horse yeah right oh
1: yeah the trojan yeah. horse more specifically yeah and then he just starts crying <laughs>
0: yeah poor Odysseus. like why is he recounting his own trauma to himself basically I know. you know it was really sad So then, you know, the way you cope with your trauma um, in (laughs) the Odyssey is then they start playing games with, like, (laughs) they wrestle and they do running. They basically do sports.
1: Yeah. Does him crying give away his identity?
0: Uh, They said that no one noticed except the king. Okay. So to the king, the king's like, oh, something's up here. This is weird but like no one else noticed because mm-hmm. i think they were like too enraptured by the song i guess yeah so someone starts taunting odysseus to compete and odysseus our main man with absolutely no chill gets <laughs> like very angry and then throws a disc way further than anybody else has physically thrown a disc it's like i can beat you in every single sport just try me try and see what happens <laughs> and i'm like whoa odysseus relax my man
1: it's like you know that person, like you're just playing like some game, whatever. It's chill, it's a friendly time, and that just that one person that's way too competitive and they just suck the fun out of it.
0: Very literally, that's why I won't play Monopoly anymore. Because <laughs> I I have no chill. With Monopoly. Like I get way too angry. And I'm like, it's not fun for me. It's not fun for anybody that's playing. You know, the game never ends. And then I'm a very sore loser specifically with Monopoly. So I'm like, I won't play it anymore. Like I know that about myself. So like Yeah. I had I would have I had one Odysseus moment, and since then I've banned myself from the game of Monopoly. <laughs> Like, I think the only way I'll play Monopoly now is if I'm drinking, so I'm not nearly as angry if I lose. Fair. <laughs> so that's my Odysseus origin story. Um, <laughs> so then they start, like, switching tactics. And they're like, all right, let's stop playing sports because obviously we've upended our guests. Let's uh, woo him with dancing. So they have the singer... Um, or the poet, I guess, start telling the story of Aphrodite cheating on Hephaestus with Ares, which I've heard this story before um, in the Percy Jackson series. Um, If you remember, Mm -hmm. for all of our listeners, yeah, no, like, it's the same story when they're going through the tunnel of love and all that stuff. Um, You know, they talk about Aphrodite cheating on Hephaestus. I think this is the most, like, well-known. Yeah. That, you know, whatever. Uh, so they go through that whole story, which I just think the funniest thing is like imagining that everyone's dancing and this is the story they're talking about. Yeah. Not very fun. <laughs> like all I'm imagining is like a trap beat over and they're like, you know, it's like <laughs> dun, 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 and then they're like beats are playing and then they're like over the song is I'm telling the story of this. I just, I like to think about it. <laughs> it's like have you ever seen people talk about some of the songs that like um english speakers really like to listen to and then they translate it and they're like do you not know how messed up this song is yeah, like, yeah. It's really bad.
1: or like um pumped up kicks like it's saying so happy and stuff but then it's about <laughs> yes. like a shooter yeah
0: yeah that's what i'm thinking about too is like you kind of are like, oh, this is really good. I like this song. And then, like, you think about the lyrics and you're like, whoa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, ultimately, they start sending Odysseus on his way. They're going to send him – well, they're about to start sending him on his way, but they're going to send him with, like, a bunch of money. They're like, here, you can have this gold encrusted thing and this sword with diamonds in it. Here, take all of our money. Thank you. And then this is when Odysseus is like, hey, do you know the story about the Trojan horse? And the poet's like, yeah, I know the story about the Trojan Poros and starts telling the story. And then, you know, Odysseus just starts bawling and the king's like, all right, all right, what's your name? <laughs> what's your name? And then we're on to book nine. Yeah. So a book nine, a pirate in the shepherd's cave. So he finally is like, okay, fine. I'll tell you my name. My name's Odysseus. And everyone's like, <gasps> What? So he tells, this is where we get all of his flashbacks. And, like, our man has been through it. Yeah. He has been through it. So the first story he's talking about is the story of the Cyclops. And they basically are like, yeah, so, but, like, it all boils down to, he's like, we went to this island and, you know we see, like, this cave, and we're like, okay, we'll wait for this guy to come home, and everybody was like, hey, why don't we just, like, loot it, and he's like, no, if our host is good, he'll just, like, give us things, and then we can go (laughs) home on our way. Like, what kind of guest just shows up expecting to get things?
1: Yeah, I know, it sounds crazy. I guess that was just the culture or whatever, and I guess, like, they must have been so hungry and tired at that point as Mm -hmm. well, from all the traveling, but... Basically, they go into this cave that's full of, like, milk and cheese. Because the whole island is basically just, like, Cyclops people. uh, Well, Cyclops giants. And then sheep. So they go into this cave and the person isn't there. And Odysseus' men just, like, can't control themselves. And they start eating all the cheese and drinking all the milk. And then the Cyclops comes home. And it's all fun and games. And then he just starts eating.
0: Yeah, Odysseus so he's eating
1: the people. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um. So then Odysseus has to like catch a plan about how he's gonna like save the rest of his men. So mm-hmm. they get the cyclops really drunk, and we also find out that the cyclops is called Polythemus and he is, um, Poseidon's son. So this is kind of the backstory to why Pose- Poseidon hates him so much, because up mm-hmm. until this point we didn't know why. But anyway, they get Polythemus the cyclops, really drunk. And then um, while he's, like, distracted, Odysseus gets a big, like, wooden kind of, like, spear. And he warms it by the fire so that it's really hot. And he and his men just, like, stab him in the eye. So that he's, like, blind. And he's, like, shouting. And he's, like, ah. Um, and before this, actually, I forgot the most important part. <laughs> when they're drinking, having a good time, he's, like, what's your name? And Odysseus says that his name's nobody. Mm-hmm on well, this
0: one says no man yeah which is no weird. man
1: I still say nobody though because that's like <laughs> the only way I've heard it but he says nobody so then after he gets stabbed he's like screaming for help and he's like nobody stabbed me nobody stabbed me <laughs> so then obviously he gets no help and then yeah. while he's blinded the Odysseus men just kind of cling on to the sheep so they're able to sneak out that way um, mm-hmm. while, uh, while Polyphemus is blind but um, yeah that's the origin story of why uh Poseidon hates him so much for mm-hmm. blinding his son.
0: Yeah, absolutely insane. And like honestly, I think this really shows Odysseus's uh intelligence, like this specific yeah. scene. Because not only did he think of the fact of like nobody stabbed me thing, mm-hmm. but he also thought of um the sheep being under the sheep because you know it's not like this farmer cyclops is going to pick up every single one of his sheep and check, you know, Mm he's just going to make sure that a sheep walks by and not a person.
1: Yeah. And the whole reason why they blinded him and didn't just like straight up kill him was because he had moved a big, um, Mm -hmm. stone in front of the cave entrance. And Odysseus Mm -hmm. knew that the cyclops was the only person that would have the strength to move the, um, big stone so then when he's blinded and he's calling for help he like rolled the stone over and like left the cave and that's how they were able to escape but yeah, yeah. he thought of all those factors which shows that he's really intelligent I feel bad though for Polythemus because Odysseus just rocks up with all his men starts mm-hmm. eating all of his cheese and all of his milk which he's probably storing mm-hmm. up for like I don't know if Cyclops is like a or something but he's obviously yeah. just you know he had a stocked fridge and they just came in and ate everything and yeah. then you know he's he's having a good time with them. Yeah, sure he starts like eating the men, but like they ate mm-hmm. his cheese and stuff. What else was he
0: supposed to eat? You know, they fully broke into his home. You yeah. know, they didn't knock. They didn't like ask for entrance. They he fully broke into his home. Like, I mean, yeah. I
1: and then he didn't just stab him in the eye. He got like a hot spear, a hot spear, and like stabbed him in the eye. So it must have been really painful. So then he calls out to his his father in the sea. And that's Mm why he hates
0: Odysseus. And Odysseus started, like, threatening him as they're Mm -hmm. sailing away. Like, fully on a ship. And Odysseus is, like, taunting (laughs) him. Like, no wonder that, like, Poseidon's extra angry and that the Cyclops is throwing rocks at you. Like, could you not just, like, wait?
1: Yeah. No, he gets really, like, full of himself that he managed to pull this trick off. And he just starts Mm -hmm. bragging and, like, mocking Polythemus. so yeah I don't like Odysseus in this moment I appreciate that he was smart but I feel really bad for Polythemus.
0: yeah I was like Odysseus this is like the one moment where I was like you were good until that moment (laughs) and then I was like why like there's no reason to do that yeah so then we are on to book 10 the winds and the witch like i like that each book is basically a little story of what happened on his adventure yeah like and, getting it's like a good flow
1: yeah and before yeah before he went to the cyclops island he went to the island he went to like a couple different islands and one mm-hmm. of them was the island of the lotus eaters which is like um a land full of like giants and that they'd just sit around and eat this like lotus leaf like this kind <laughs> of like fruit and it makes them forget all about their travels and just, like, makes them happy and, like, carefree. And they they enjoy it there, but then they move on. But, yeah, in, in school, they told us that was, like, a weed island. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, and they're like, they basically had to like drag all the men onto the boat on the Lotus yeah. Island because no one wanted to leave. They were having a good old time. Yeah,
1: they had to like tie his men to the boat and then they arrive at the Cyclops Island. But, anyways, yeah. carry
0: on. So Odysseus's men decide that while they're almost home, like they can see their island of Ithaca, they're like, you know what? Odysseus does not deserve all the riches he got from Troy. So, like, why don't we just steal from him while he's asleep? Because, you know, uh, Odysseus did not trust any of his men to steer them home. So he had done all of the steering the entire way. Mm-hmm. And was, like, finally, like in the final stretch, he's like, okay, I can see home. I'll just take a quick nap because, like, I'm starting to fall asleep. <laughs> so then... um. They decide to start sailing from him, so a giant wind knocks them offshore and knocks them off course. I mean, and yeah. they're no longer headed towards home.
1: Yeah. So basically, and um, the god Aeolus is like the god of the wind. He gave him like a bag of wind that's supposed to like help steer him in the right direction but then the men on his ship thinks it's like a a bag of like gold. So they open Mm -hmm. the bag and then the, the wind comes up and just like goes crazy and blows them in the opposite direction. So it's very frustrating.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I would be so mad if I was Odysseus, like they were almost there. (laughs) (laughs) So then they land at an Island of giants and more of his crew get, and they immediately leave and then they land at the island of Circe. so they break into two groups they're like all right first group of explorers at this point okay also I want to talk about if I were with them wouldn't you always stick right next to Odysseus because it seems like this man nothing bad specifically happens to him yeah it happened to everyone around him yeah so like I would be right behind like (laughs) neck and neck with Odysseus the entire time because uh, they land at this island, and, like, half the group is like, okay, we'll go out and scout first. This is your group hanging out here. Watch the ship. And they're like, okay, great. So that entire group, except one person, gets turned into pigs. Mm-hmm. And the one person comes back and is like, listen, we just found this woman's house. I think she's a goddess. She turned everybody into pigs.
1: Yeah, she's mm-hmm. very much, like, a kind of enchantress.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, a more of a, yeah, she's, like, a witch. And she is portrayed as, like, bad but I'm sure like in Cersei it goes like in the book it goes back to like she's not actually a bad person, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She like goes on this island to stay away from people and then they invade her island and like yeah. try to attack her Um but the whole turning men into pigs thing reminds me, I don't know if you've seen it, but you know, and like spirited away. Have you seen mm-hmm. that when her mm-hmm. when her parents are like being greedy and eating all the food and then turn into pigs. That terrified me as a child. Me so- too. <laughs> so i had nightmares time, about it yeah so whenever i like read the scene or remember it it always makes you think of that
0: yeah yeah i had nightmares about that as a kid for way too long because i saw it way too young <laughs> so odysseus was like okay i guess i'm gonna go save everyone and like the guy who came back was like no don't even bother let's run for our lives you know like they're gone they're dead basically And it is, he's like, listen, I got this. I'll just go and I'm going to go talk to her. It'll be fine. So as he's walking up there, Hermes literally is like, my guy, what are you, like, what are you doing? All right. You're really set on this. Okay, fine. Let me give you this potion. You drink this and her spells aren't going to work on you. And then you need to make sure though, like my favorite thing though, is that his logic most of the time seems to be coming from the gods telling him exactly what to do. Yeah. And they're like, Here's what you gotta do. Just tell her that if she promises that she will turn everyone back, you will sleep with her. And it is, he's like, all right, man, I'm sold. That sounds great. Because uh, <laughs> as we said it before, he is sleeping his way through the goddesses. Yeah. So <laughs> Cersei is like, tries to drug him. It doesn't work. And then she's like okay like you just sleep with me and it'll be fine we'll like figure it out in the morning <laughs> and this is like no you need to swear to me that if I sleep with you tonight you know we will get I'll get all of my men back tomorrow and she's like ah you got me okay all right fine fine <laughs> I'll swear on the river sticks and you know I'll turn them back in the morning as long as we can go sleep together. Which, like, <laughs> I don't know what kind of charm Odysseus seems to yeah. have. But he is, like, apparently the hottest mortal. Like, the most eligible man ever.
1: Yeah, because I was thinking, oh my gosh, like, Cersei is so damn bad. Like, this guy comes yeah. to her island and she do anything to sleep with him. But then I'm like, she probably gets, like, men to the island a lot. Because, like, she turns mm. them into pigs, right? Mm-hmm. So there must have just been something really special about him that made him want to do that. Like
0: this man has to look like Jason Momoa at this point. (laughs) Like that is my headcanon because (laughs) I don't know what charms Odysseus has, but he is like working his way through all the ladies. Like everyone's like, yeah, sure. Fine. All right. I'll do whatever you want. Let's just, you have this fun (laughs) night. Like he is the king of one night stands. Like he's no longer the king of Ithaca. Holy cow. So they sleep together she turns everybody back and everyone feasts at her house for a full year and they literally sleep together for a full year and then she's like all right so what you have to do is now you have to go to the underworld talk to a prophet and he's going to tell you exactly how you need to get home and he's like okay fine so they just have their final night of sleeping together and they decide to go to the underworld and that's where we leave this reading
1: Ooh, cliffhanger but yeah this was a really jam-packed section Mm -hmm. i had two of my favorite parts in it the bit with the cyclops and then cersei so Mm
0: -hmm. listen i love cersei i can't wait to see more cersei but i also love hades and persephone like sure i do love lower Olympus as much as the next person Mm -hmm. but also i just i really like hades and persephone retellings And so I'm very excited for some good OG Hades and Persephone. Um, I'm very excited to see them. I hope we get some good, good literature about them. Fingers crossed. If not, (laughs) I will need more myths in the future, recommendations (laughs) about them, because I love them. And it might just be the fact that like Laura Olympus has convinced me that Hades is a soft boy even though I know he's not <laughs> and he is very much like open to uh you know casting out mortals like the other yeah. gods but like I want to imagine him as like a good golden retriever boy you know what I mean
1: <laughs> I definitely imagine him as like the the Hades from Hercules the Disney mm. one that's how I imagine him
0: That's fair that's fair Did you re- have you read Laura Olympus yet
1: no not yet
0: oh my goodness it's a comic book web on webtoon Mm -hmm, okay and it's constantly upgrade updated there is actually a physical book of it but it's like a web comic Mm -hmm. and it is really really good like you can probably binge it and catch up in a day at this
1: point
0: yeah so just i'll send you the link um, after this for sure because and this is my big shout out to listeners if you have not read Laura olympus yet now is the time because it is very good and hot topic has Laura olympus merch now i saw mm. like i i don't really know that much about the author i know that their name is rachel because i just <laughs> remember that because it's my name but i love the art style and i love Laura olympus and i'm just very excited to see where it goes and it's getting juicier and juicier so but oh <laughs> Uh, for listeners who want to watch it, uh, the author does put trigger warnings above the episodes. Please research the trigger warnings before actually reading it, just in case uh, there's anything that might be triggering to you. Please research those before you actually dive into it, because there are quite a few. But it is very good. That's all. That's my like little hype moment for <laughs> Lore Olympus. But I am very excited for the rest of these chapters, and I can't wait to discuss them with you next week
1: yeah I'm excited so um, happy reading if you happen to be reading along with us Mm -hmm. as you listen to these episodes and I'll talk to you next week
0: yeah I'll talk to you guys next week thank you so much for joining me bye bye you all so much for listening to this episode of the Bailey Bookish Podcast. Once again, just thank you everybody who's stuck with this podcast for the last year. I really couldn't do it without you all, and I just really appreciate everybody that's taking the time to listen. Um, If you want to help support this show, please consider leaving a review over on Apple Podcasts, or honestly, wherever you find that you can leave reviews. It helps a lot. And, you know, share us with a friend, and tell you just go make someone listen to the podcast (laughs) it you know it helps us grow and i think people respect their friends a lot more than you know advertisements on instagram and such so refer it to a friend and make them listen and then you guys can talk about it together i don't know that's usually what i do with my friends is i kind of force them to listen to things i enjoy and then we talk about it but i hope you guys are having a great day Our logo was designed by my little sibling, Sarah, and our theme song was created by Raphael Crux on freepedia.com. But I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Bye!